maybe you've been in your role for 18 months, 24 months, and you are currently a trainer but want to become more of a consultant. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group, and today's creative training tip is on moving from training provider to trusted advisor and being that consultant. It takes more than just time in a chair or in a seat to become a consultant. Uh, We have to not only, one, show that we have the ability and the skill, but two, we need to do the job before we do the job, right? And so today, we want to look at how do I become that um, consultant so other people see me as more than just a mere provider. Number one, you need to be passionate. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, there's no point in becoming a consultant. A consultant's job is critically thinking about a lot of different things and be able to answer questions that aren't answered yet. And so we can't do that if we're not passionate about it and ready to learn as much as we can about the topic. So if you're passionate about training and are willing to grow in knowledge and and learn, then that's number one, the first step. Number two, you want to make sure that as you're heading into consultant that you have the ability. For some of us, it takes a long time to think through things um, and when consulting, one of the things that you really need to have in those meetings is thinking and speaking on your feet. You need to be able to quickly assess, analyze, synthesize information, and share ideas. Whether that is the correct idea or not, it's your job to just think it through and be able to come up with ideas and solutions. A consultant isn't there to come up with just the problem, but also needs to provide the solution. So are you able to quickly think through and think on your feet, or is that an area where maybe you're not as fast and maybe that's not exactly the right role to be in? Another consideration for becoming a consultant is are you able to work maybe more hours or from different places. A consultant sometimes has to be on-site. Other times may need to travel. You need to consider where is that job done from and do I really want to be traveling? Do I really want to be doing things virtually? Or do I just want to do it face-to-face? As you consider that consulting job, do you want to be um, building things more on the instructional design side of things, creating content, workshops, um, maybe it's video podcasts or podcasts. What is it that you really want to do? Do you want to be on the instructional design side of consulting or do you want to be on more of the relating side, which is the connecting with people, building trust and community, those types of things. Another thing that you can work on as you decide whether you want to be just that trainer or that consultant are establishing credibility within your ranks, okay? So do people around you find you credible? Do they think that you just come up with answers that aren't actually accurate and just share those? Or are you well-researched? One of the things, it's such a simple trick, but it totally makes a difference, is when answering questions in meetings, citing research or having it at the tip of your tongue so you can say, well, I just read an article in Blooms, Forbes, wherever it might be, and then being able to share that. Don't just state that you saw it once and then you're not able to pull it up and give it to people. It actually has to be 
uh, credible and real. But having that just shows people that you are a credible source. Another thing to consider is organizational savvy. If you've been with a company less than 18 months, it's very difficult to know the inside workings of every single department and division. That's why it's important for us to have time in our seats, right, so that we can get to know and become familiar with an entire division or the process, the way the organization works. So we need to have that savviness to know when or when not to be in a meeting, when or when not to speak up, um, what are all the acronyms and jargon, and how do, do two departments work together? All of those kinds of things are really critical and important. So you should be considering like, hey, how can I become more savvy within my organization? I'm sure if you Googled organizational savvy techniques or ways to become more organizationally savvy, there are probably 500 things that would pop up. Now, I'm not guaranteeing that that search is going to be the very best thing to do, but at least it'll give you some tips, right, to get started on practicing before you take that job in hand. So establishing credibility is important. Organizational savviness is important. And building rapport is also, um, and relationships is really important. So if I um, am currently working with a set of people as I am a trainer, I need to make sure that I get them things on time and that I am building those relationships so that when I become a consultant, they respect me, but they also desire to help me. They're loyal. People in general are not necessarily loyal, let's say, to a company, but they may be loyal to a person. And so your job is really to create and establish those relationships from the very beginning, from right when you start a position, so that when you become a consultant, you'll be that trusted advisor. They'll want to help you to get you information quickly, um, to be on time with the things that you're requesting and asking. A consultant is someone that is driving forth a project versus responding to a project. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group, and consulting is a really big deal. We'd love for you to join us in one of our performance consulting courses coming up in the near future. Thank you for listening to one more creative training tip.